Hello and happy Monday. Um, welcome to episode four and we have a special guest feature and speaker today and our title of the episode is called five things I wish I knew before college featuring guest guest athlete artist and educator Rhiannon Morozov. Hello. <laughs> Hi everyone. So today we'll be going into a little bit of an in-depth interview of who Rhiannon is, her life accomplishments up to now at 25, her experience through competitive volleyball and her college years specifically. So sit down and grab a drink like us as we'll sit in here together in our, my basement. <laughs> so, nice basement. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so first, uh, Rhiannon, just tell me uh, and our listeners a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, I guess in, I guess I'm called athlete, artist, and educator. So I guess I'll, I'll break down each of them a little bit. Um, as an athlete, I predominantly play volleyball. Uh, I moved away to the United States for four years where I got a degree in science education and a degree in chemistry and played volleyball there in Indiana. Um, Go trees. And then <laughs> and then I recently returned from the United Kingdom where I got my master's and played volleyball for the University of Essex. So yeah, I guess that would be athlete wise. And then artist wise, I am a painter. I customize sneakers and essentially any like type of like leather thing. I really like painting purses and stuff like that. Um so yeah, I guess artist What's your wise. IG link? Oh, RM Customs with oh, three S's. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, educator wise, I am a substitute teacher right now. Um, I love to teach science, chemistry predominantly, and yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me. You are a very well traveled and well educated woman. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess technically on paper. <laughs> on paper. Yeah, on, on paper. Person, it's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think I just want to let everyone know a little bit about how we met, which we were talking earlier about how technically it was a decade ago now. Oh my gosh. So we were 15 years old when we started our venture into the working world. <laughs> the working world of our den in Lawson Mall. <laughs> we worked in the mall together, which is how we met. And well, we just fell in love at first sight, really. So. It, it really was. She was putting away robot necklaces, and oh. I just knew that we were going to be work besties. <laughs> and so through all the pros and cons of working at the mall, we remained friends, uh, you know, post-leaving that job, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, even with you moving away, we've kind of always kept in touch, and basically things have never really changed. Yeah, now here we are. Besides your larger resume. <laughs> <laughs> you as well. My goodness. And yeah, so that's basically that. So I just want to know a little bit more about, um, I guess, your volleyball background and kind of volleyball into college. Because, I mean, it didn't just start in college. It was obviously a lifelong thing. And this, just for your, my listeners to understand kind of where that came from for you. Sure. Um, so I started... I guess, let me go back. I was, like, such a, like, energetic kid. And it, my parents, it was so hard for them to keep up with me. So when, at a very young age, I was put into a bunch of different sports. Like, I feel like everyone does, like, soccer is, like, the typical one. So I did, like, soccer. Ooh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I did track and field, softball, hockey, ringette, I think I did for a year. Oh, my gosh. And then I started playing volleyball when I got to the right age. I think it's, like, 11, okay. something like that. You can start doing camps and stuff. And 
that was the sport that I feel like I like really enjoyed. It was super, I just really enjoyed the sport as a whole. I think it's really fun that there's a bunch of different positions and everyone has to work together. And the girls that were on my team were so awesome and we're still pretty, like, I still talk to a lot of them today, which is really cool. So, um, I feel like I just really connected with volleyball. So I started at age 11 and then once I got to high school, I kind of realized that maybe this is something that I could do more long-term, get, um, play in college, like take it a little bit more seriously. So I started going to recruitment camps and, um, I started going to a lot of like development camps and I did a lot of like workouts and, um, I guess like on weekends I would go out to practice with one-on-one with different coaches and things like that. So it definitely got pretty serious, pretty fast for me. And then I signed with, um, Indiana state in, oh gosh, what was that then? 2015 when we graduated 2015 2016 I don't remember and then seems like forever ago I know and then I moved away after I graduated from high school and went to play there so So we'll get a little bit more into like the college specifics of it and it sounds like it obviously shaped you in a really positive way just you know in terms of building you know social skills and and friendships and such like that was there any other specific positive ways that volleyball has shaped you you think as a whole oh yeah I I I'm extremely, I think it gave me a super healthy outlet for my emotions and which is really nice, especially I feel like at a young age when you're like growing, you're growing up, you don't really know how to express them. So it really gave me an outlet to be like social, express my emotions. I really feel like it taught me things about like team team building, perseverance, um, and a lot about confidence and kind of realizing that I feel like confidence comes from within. You can't rely on others to provide it for you or really rely on the results of something to it comes from inside of you which is really cool so I really feel like it gave me a lot of different outlooks on life and also honestly just being super social and like having friends I think was my number one it was really nice because it got so competitive so fast so you kind of had to be like really close with the people on your team so that you could kind of have that social life balance a little definitely would help someone like be brought out of a shell in a sense too I guess so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think uh you know here on that real girl we do definitely like to look at the positive and the negatives of both things just to help us grow and I, I guess I just want to know if there was any negative things that maybe impacted your journey growing up and even as a young adult you know surrounding like basically being a competitive athlete yeah I think I guess it's easier for me to kind of look at it as like when I was in high school and then in college kind of because they were both two very different experiences so in high school I think it was tough sometimes because I did miss out on a lot of social events um I would miss going on like lake trips or doing things with my friends on the weekend because I would be away for a tournament or I would have to go train with someone that weekend or there was a recruitment camp or I don't think I could really indulge in the like party life I guess a whole lot. Being a teenager I guess. Yeah I mean we're we're underage anyways but no one really (laughs) cares but like the the idea of like getting a ticket or being caught or something like that could really inhibit the amount of like interest that I would have when I was going through the recruitment process so I wasn't really able to get that side of like high school social life um and then so that kind of sucked a little bit but I think it was a really good trade-off for me because I think I really got a chance to develop genuine friendships outside of partying alcohol 
things like that, which is really cool. Um, so I feel very comfortable and I still talk with some of my like high school friends and I'm still very close with them. Cause I think we really built like genuine friendships and connections outside of substances, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely great to establish friendships that aren't around any of those extra substances. Like you said, like that are just around being active and, you know, talking and exploring and things like that as well. So was there anything that um, negatively impacted you in terms of, like, the college years then in terms of being a competitive athlete? Or do you feel like, honestly, if anything, it just brought even more opportunity for you? Um, I think it was a give and take. I I look back on my college experience with really mixed emotions sometimes. I think that it was really good in terms for me. I got the opportunity to grow and move away from my hometown and kind of figure out who I was and um become like develop into an adult on my own terms which was really cool but I think the whole idea of like competitive sports I understand that you sign up to be working out all the time and you have to maintain a certain level of fitness it's a full-time job yeah it totally is like that's why they provide like scholarships because yeah. you don't have the opportunity to work when yeah. you're like at a competitive level um but I think I experience some of the after effects now as opposed to during it I don't think you really realize some of the negative things that really affects you while you're in it as opposed to now so I really feel like now I really struggle to go work out and I have a lot of anger towards it I think a little bit because I was constantly putting in the work to work out lift I was in the gym for three four hours a day And I don't really think that I ever sat back and really thought to myself, is this something I still love? Do I still enjoy it? I kind of was just in there and I was like, I'm on scholarship. I need money for school. This is what has to happen. And that's the reality a little bit that I signed up for and I understand that. But I have a lot of struggles with like body image and the gym and self-confidence now a little bit. after my college experience, I think. Wow. And we'll we'll definitely dive a little bit more into that in a second here. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a very interesting kind of perspective, right? I think that's important for, you know, you know, say teenagers who are transitioning into their college, especially there's a million college athletes out there, not just volleyball. I mean, there's what, football, basketball, there's probably even college sports I don't even know about, There were so many. I was like, oh my God, I could play any sport, (laughs) especially in the U.S. Badminton one? Yeah, at some schools. And like, in the U.S., there's like a million sports you can play and still get money for it, which I had no idea. Like, I, the sports is like so different from Canada. So it was really interesting to experience. So being on the subject of just like Canada, United States, then... Was there, like, any, like, just big things that kind of stood out in terms of, like, transitioning from living in Canada to the States, or you found it was pretty much the same for yourself? Um, honestly, I, my personal experience is it was, like, a total, like, shock to me. I think it was also because I was young and moving away, but I was moving there to India (laughs) during Trump election era, so it was... Politically, it was very interesting. It was a very weird time. Um, And then also, like, sports-wise, like, we live in Saskatchewan. So, first of all, the pool of people that play sports is much lower than places like Ontario, right? Because we have just such a lower population than them. 
So the level of the sport that you play here is like nothing compared to Ontario. So I feel like I grew up here being relatively good at sports and relatively successful in sports. And then we're like, oh, I'm moving away to college. Like you think like you're a star and then you get there and like everyone else was their team star and you were like immediately humbled. <laughs> it's like, well, you're a star to me, but I get that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like, and especially like in the United States, like playing in high school is like so competitive and everyone's lifting and there are nutrition plans and Wow. It, it was very different from the experience I had in Canada. So I feel like I had to play a lot of catch up when I first got there because I was like, whoa, like all these right. girls have been like training for this their whole lives. And I've been doing this for like three years. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> like It's like nothing compared to their experience. So I feel like that was a little different. So it was like really demanding mentally and really demanding on my body. And I really felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself because I'd never experienced that level of like competitiveness before so I feel like that was probably a big difference as well from like Canada the U.S. just like sports wise in college wow humbling indeed (laughs) yeah so humbling dude (laughs) so to kind of like wrap up uh, a little bit of this uh, chunk of discussion before we get into a little bit more of a mental health side of like athletes and having a like very active competitive life like that what are five things that you would tell your younger self before starting college if, if you could tell yourself any of those five things and especially for people who are listening that maybe are a lot younger than us um first and foremost I think that you have to put yourself first I think that was one thing that I didn't really understand or do at all until until like maybe my senior year a little bit but I was always stretching myself so thin to get some time on the court to make sure I got good grades that I never really took time for myself to just like decompress and maybe not be with friends or just take time for myself. You're just hard on yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You're, it's it's super taxing mentally, emotionally, physically that you have to make sure that you put yourself first. And then I guess number two would be, I guess along the same lines, to separate yourself from sports. I think I associate a lot of my self-worth with how much time I was playing on the court, how was I getting results fast enough, Was were my grades good? I didn't really think that like I'm a good person and I'm putting in the work and that like that wasn't enough for me. It was my self-worth was so focused on sports as a whole, which you need to learn to separate because it's not healthy. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. And I guess number three would be to, like, trust your body and then stick up for your own health. I think that if I was feeling sore or I didn't really feel great, I I have a lot of knee problems. Okay. Um, I wouldn't necessarily stick up for myself or, like, say how bad it was because I wanted to play so badly. And I associated my worth with how much I played and things like that, that I didn't really take the time to let myself fully heal and recover or things like that. So I think making sure you put, I guess these all fit under the umbrella of putting yourself <laughs> first, honestly. Um, and don't be afraid to share your voice. If, um, if you don't like something or something makes you uncomfortable or you really are hurting in any way, you have to like stick up for yourself. I think I, I never did that. I always just thought, 
I'm I'm here to play, and that's my role, and that's all I do. I don't so. think that really goes for anything. Like, I think we all just need to just hold our ground sometimes and be a little bit more, like, stronger and, and our own voice, especially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I would definitely make sure that you express yourself a lot more than than you think you need to, because I think it'll really help you develop more as a person outside of sports as well. The number five, I feel like, is, like, the most... One of the most important ones to me is to make friends outside of sports, make friends outside of your um, your major, like have friends in like so many different atmospheres. Like I, my college friends that I have right now are like, I, I felt like we were such a family when we were there. Like um, me and one of my like best friends that we played, uh, played together, Cassie. We had had a game and we were so hungry and we were on our way to go hang out with all our friends and it was around Canadian Thanksgiving okay. and they surprised us with a whole Canadian Thanksgiving dinner of like oh turkey, mashed potatoes, like you have to like associate yourself with people outside of sports so that it allows you to build who you are outside of sport. Well, because I think it just probably, you know, like that's, yeah, definitely a really good point. I mean, I think it, it probably helps you just grow as a person right i mean mm-hmm. how else are you going to grow if you're not experiencing different people or different things right exactly speaking so... of that i mean thanksgiving's actually not that far away either <laughs> i'll be honest i don't even know if i'm a big turkey fan but like honestly i still I. eat it but like the mashed potatoes is what gets me same i feel like i'm honestly more of like a gravy person and like the turkey is just like under it <laughs> like we actually just eat bowls of gravy here in canada <laughs> but yeah make friends outside of of outside of sports it's it's gonna be some of the best friendships you build because i feel like it's just a lot easier to yeah disassociate yourself from sports so i would I feel like that. i feel mildly inspired by those five points so i think i just want to share a couple of my own thoughts for my younger self mm-hmm. to anyone listening out there who is either in college or 13 years old for all i care and someday going to college but mm-hmm. i don't know if i have five like you but uh one thing I will say is be kind to everyone, even the worst and rude people, because it keeps them on their toes. <laughs> I feel like that speaks to many personal experiences of mine in college and even as an adult as well in the workforce. But yeah, um, maybe next one is food is fuel. Stop feeling guilty for feeling hungry or wanting to eat. It is normal to eat three mm-hmm. meals a day or whatever your, like, routine allows. Um, the next one I feel like I definitely didn't realize in my first year. Um, but I think I would say I start to realize it in my third year, for sure, is the paper, the exam, or the project that you're stressing about. Just take your time. Do your best. That's all anyone can ever ask you to do. But, like, I promise you it's not going to matter in five years. <laughs> I... I it really is not gonna matter I, so I stop beating someone. yourself up like do your best obviously like put your effort in but you ne- also need to go to bed at night and you need to start your day the next day and maybe do something other than writing the paper so yes I wish someone would have told me that there's so many <laughs> nights I'd like to stay up doing doing the most for a paper that means the least for sure <laughs> and definitely I think even take days away from And, like, I think you just have to also plan your week in college. Like, take days away from, like, your laptop and your phone. Like, have an entire afternoon where, like, there's just something that you're doing that you enjoy in your life. Because I definitely didn't remember that in my first year. I feel like I was just, like, everything was planned around just, like, studying and just working on projects. And I wish I would have just 
you know, had my fourth year self being like, hey, you need to go for a walk. You like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. For sure. Okay. I think, I think I would like to just kind of discuss a little bit about mental health in terms of, you know, like yourself, um, athletes, um, yeah, and just, and just as, as a whole, and I'm, like, stuttering, so sorry, but... <laughs> Sound good. Um, so, has competitive training in sports ever affected your self-image and mental health? And I know we kind of touched a little bit on that earlier, but just to go into a little bit more in-depth about it. Oh, 100% it has. I think yeah. the biggest thing that I struggle with is my own, like, body image and confidence. I think I still really associate like my self-worth and my image with confidence and specifically how I looked when I was competing at high level sport like we were four hours in the gym every day four or five hours right with lifting and stretching and just practicing so you're super super active and that's so not sustainable once you reach the adult world which I understand that part, but it's really hard for me to look in the mirror and realize that I've gained weight. I don't have my abs anymore. Like, you don't have the... I don't have the body I used to. And I think that really... I really struggle with sometimes because I don't feel as, like, worthy a little bit, if I'm being honest. I think as an ode to Rayanne and after this, we're going to take photos of our bellies because mine's <laughs> really big. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, that's, I think it's, yeah, that you're right, it's not sustainable to have lived the life you did in college, like, with the, you know, with the fitness that you did because no one can work out for four hours a day. Like, that was, like, your full-time job, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Remember? But, um, yeah, I can definitely see how, like, those connections afterwards, like, you probably, you're probably thinking to yourself, um, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even work out for 45 minutes today. Like, that's not right, but it is. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay not to work out every day. Yeah. I, like, guilt myself. It's, it's like this, like, cycle, essentially. I guilt myself that I didn't work out. But I also really don't want to work out because it's all I've done then don't. for like six years of my life. And I never really felt like it was for me. It was always for someone else or for the team, which is fine. Like I said, signed up for it. But it never felt like it was something for me or it was never genuinely fun, right? Like I was all, you're like lifting heavy in the gym, sweating it out, which I thought was fun. And like now that I look back, I'm I'm kind of iffy about it, you know? Like, I feel like there's so many fun fitness activities, like pole dancing or, like, just dancing classes or, totally. like, you do bar. Like, yeah. I feel like there's so many fun things. Have you seen, like, the bungee things that yeah, people do? And that. they, like, yeah. swing? Like I think it sounds like it would be really cool for you to explore some other types of, like, physical activity probably than what you've been used to for the past six years. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've been the really disliking the word working out lately. So I've mm-hmm. started saying, like, I just need to move my body today. Like, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Even if it meant, like, I did yoga for 45 minutes like it it doesn't matter what it is it's about moving your body so we just gotta be easier on ourselves for sure yeah for sure um was there anything else you think you felt like you wanted to chat about in terms of self-image and mental health or you feel like that kind of covered it i i guess like mental health wise opposed from like body image 
I really, like my experience, I really felt like I was walking on eggshells a lot of the time when I was on the, playing competitive sport. Um, I feel like it's often that like coaches have favorites, coaches don't. Um, and some coaches are better than others. Some, like every coach coaches in the way that they think is going to give their team the most success, right? And I, I don't really think that the way that the, the coaching style that I had when I was in college didn't necessarily mesh with the way that I, the way that I see sport, I guess, is maybe a good way. So I don't think that, um, I felt like I always had to prove myself and I didn't really feel like I was enough a lot of the time. I always felt like, um, what I did was never recognized or it wasn't enough or for every 10 good things I did, one mistake outweighed all of that. So I really think that um, now I think I associate, I can do all these great things and say, I paint a pair of shoes I love and I hang out with my mom and I, or I do like, I have like a great day if I hurt someone or if I like do something wrong I really just like it totally ruins my day because I feel like that is what defines me now. It's interesting how like you know like an experience like you know playing a sport like you're saying can completely like end up relaying into other parts of your life especially you know after like you being like a you know retired athlete now after playing in the UK as well but yeah, it's definitely... So is that something you feel like you're trying to work on in terms of, like, as well as, like, I mean, obviously the self-image part as well, right? Oh, for sure. I, I've i self-diagnosed myself as a chronic people pleaser, so... And I yeah. think that's what it associates to. So I'm really yeah. trying to, like I said, put myself first and do the things that I really love and say no to things that I'm not really into and contact people and do things that I really enjoy and kind of work towards not people pleasing everyone else but pleasing myself first so do you think that like there needs to be um like more support in terms of like athletes and mental health in the united states like do you think that's progressed since you finished or like do you think like it's hard to say i think it's hard i it's difficult because I think there has to be some level, like, obviously there has to be a level of discipline. Yeah. And there's just standard things that every team, when you're playing competitively, has to do. You have to lift. You have to practice. Right. You um, have to do certain things. And that's the reality. But if there were, there was more, like, support or... See, it, it was really tough because we did talk a lot about, like, having a growth mindset and really looking at things as like long-term and a process as opposed to short-term results and recognizing that everyone's on their own journey. But I don't really think that that ever came into practice for everyone. Or we talk a lot about things like that, but I don't think that it really came... When it came time to like show that that was what really mattered, Yeah, I didn't feel like that's what was. So it was just more like a, a talk but no action kind of circumstance, which is a which little is bit, too bad, hey? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. I really feel like um, when someone, because we, we talked a lot about growth mindset, it's really difficult. I feel like my first two years, I had no idea what that was and I didn't really associate with it. So I was very much so results now. 
I need to be good now. That's what it is. And I never really trusted the process or like understood that with time and repetitions and studying the sport that you would you would get that shot down or you would get that serve or whatever it was. So I feel like going from not growth mindset to growth mindset, the journey was never fully supported, but the idea of having just a growth mindset was. So when people, when it kind of like pushed come to shove and it's a really difficult moment where you're trying to like push through mentally in like a difficult drill or something like that and you're trying to just keep going I don't think there was enough support it was it was very much so the process I don't think was as supported as it could have been Hmm. yeah well I think we covered a lot from (laughs) your years of being an athlete and you know mental health and self-image I mean I think I learned something from listening (laughs) to you for sure um so what do you think that people can take most from basically hearing like your experience and a bit of your background um especially for the younger generation like we've said throughout this podcast already um I think to just really put yourself first in the world of competitive sports uh stop sacrificing your mental health and your body in ways for someone else's agenda in a way. I have so many knee problems now and shoulder problems because of sports. And that's the reality. Yeah. Like just repetitive use of... Yeah. yeah. So if you were... You need to stick up for yourself and you need to put yourself first in some senses. I feel like you're always taught that selfishness is a bad thing, especially in the ideas of being a team. But I think you need to have some element of selfishness so that you can show up for your team. And I didn't have enough of that. There's a difference between being there and showing up, I guess. Well, you have to make sure you're okay before you can, you know, either, like, support other people in, in every kind of way, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I want to say, I still had a great experience in college, and I loved playing volleyball. <laughs> well, we got is... that. We're just, okay. to, we're just trying to look at, I guess, you know what you would have learned or how you would have helped someone else like whether it was even like think of like your own daughter or son going into college right like playing sports right like how could you take that experience and help somebody else with it right yeah I feel like for like just what it should be the main thing I look back on when I reflect on my time is that respect should be just given and sustained not earned I think The idea that respect is earned is such bullshit because if you weren't looking at it in terms of sport, if you're just walking, hanging out with a friend or walking down the street, you just respect everyone around you. You don't automatically treat them like shit or talk down to them or do something to them and then like wait and like, you know what I mean? Like respect is always given in every other scenario besides sport where they're, where you're like, oh, he went three for three tonight. He earned my respect or whatever. Like, that's so stupid. The idea should be that you should treat everyone with respect and if they're not showing up for you or they're not giving, then maybe you need to have a conversation with them and be like, I don't have trust with you. I don't have... I need to be honest with you. I don't really feel like there's a lot of... This it doesn't feel like a two-way relationship, which you need to have in, in sports. That's, so that's the reality. So something you could have taken back to your first year self, like, in terms of coaches and stuff like that, hey? Yeah, exactly. And realize that, like, maybe I'm not given 
the same amount of respect that someone else on my team is, evaluate why, is it coming from me or them, and kind of figure out what I want to do with that information. I, yeah, that's my number one. Respect should not be earned in sports. It should just always be given. You have to treat everyone kindly. You heard it here. Be kind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that kind of wraps up uh, our discussion today. And I hope that everyone enjoyed and learned a little bit about just some personal experiences from Rihanna and some personal hardships. Her great college experience as well. Go to college. (laughs) Especially in Uganda State. (laughs) And um, laughed a little bit along with us. But Thanks so much for joining in and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.